Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Kat is about to come on and empower you to pinpoint your business ideas. So if you want more clarity, if you want to know who you are, what you stand for, what your message is, and how to deliver that effectively, stick around. It's going to be an epic interview. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you for being here, for choosing to be your greatest possible self with us here today. And also, if you are a woman out there and you want to be around other empowered women, uh, definitely get your butt to Meant for More. Meant for More is happening April 24th, 25th, and 26th in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's being put on by my girlfriend, Petia Kolibova, so definitely check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I look forward to seeing you there. Next up is our iTunes review of the week, and this week, let's see who it is by. I believe it is Inspiration J, J Inspiration, greatest possible podcast. Chris is committed to being his best, his guests being their best, and his audience being inspired to take action to transform their lives. J Inspiration, thank you so much for that review, and if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple Podcast Store. Uh, leave us a review. Subscribe while you're there. Keep getting all these amazing episodes of Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self and interviews with epic human beings like Kat, who's about to come on. And uh, I look forward to growing with you. Thank you for being here. I'm going to introduce Kat in just a sec. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because this woman is going to drop some fire, some business fire on you to help you grow into your GPS and uh, just be your, your just most awesome self. So let's introduce Kat and then we'll bring her on the screen, okay? Kat McLeod is the creator of Pinpoint Your Perfect Business, the proven framework for pinpointing your perfect niche for a high profit, high purpose, and high pleasure business while staying mom first. Kat helped sex workers transition out of the adult industry into high profit entrepreneurship 13 years ago. And that's how she developed the profit and purpose framework. It's since been continually refined and is now designed specifically for busy moms. She started her first multiple six-figure business 20 years ago and hasn't slowed down since, not even after having her son. Now, a fun fact, the business's profits meant that she had way more money than her husband when they first got married and was able to pay the entire $450,000 down payment on their home not that he minded. Oh my gosh, that is so freaking awesome, Cat. Are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? Let's rock it. All right, we are. We are live and become your greatest possible self. We're gonna dive right in. I, I love it. Speaking of houses, that is just so rad. That just boom, four hundred fifty k. Because you're you're crushing it. You just you got the systems. You got the framework. You're doing it big. <laughs> He didn't mind. <laughs> he didn't mind. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're going to dive right into the theme of today, Kat, which is you are meant for more. What does that mean for you? It just means that wherever you are in your life right now, you can create the life of your dreams. And I know that this is so commonly said, so people ignore it or they roll their eyes or they think it's not for them. However, I just want to briefly tell you that I came from a very abusive home. I grew up thinking I would be murdered 
at any date, sometimes with my father's horrific temper, got involved in the adult industry, made some pretty awful choices when I was young with eating disorders, depression, everything. And I am living the dream life for the last decade, really loving husband, uh, super beautiful home, created wealth, meaningful fulfilling work, great friends. So it is true that you do create your life and you are meant for more. Wow. I love it. I love your intensity as well, Kat. You're like, you are fierce and you you know what you stand for. You you are here to like really impact these moms' lives. And I think that's that's what they need is someone who's a stand for them and sees that greatness with, within them, loves them, but also holds them to a higher standard than they might hold themselves at times. Because you have you have gone through so much and you you say, hey, I'm here on the other side of all that. If I can do it, then you can do anything you set your mind to. So just tell us a little bit more about how you serve these stay-at-home moms today? Like, what, what is it that you're really standing for for them? For my stay-at-home moms, I create businesses with them that take about 15 hours or less a week. I work 15 hours or less myself because I truly believe in being mom first to creating that lifestyle that enables you, if you want to, be mom first. So I am there in the morning. I pick up my son from school every single day. And then I am completely mom first. We went rock climbing yesterday and out to dinner afterwards. We have play dates almost every day of the week or some kind of fun activity, or we just chill out together. I truly believe in creating that high profit high purpose. And I've added in high pleasure since I've become a mom because being a mom is a rewarding yet extremely draining and challenging job that you don't get paid for. So that third P came after I became a mom. The profit and the purpose came with helping women transition out of the adult industry. And then that third P pleasure is really important in a sustainable business. Wow. And we're going to dive into how like profit was, was pretty, came pretty easily for you and then you transition into profit and purpose and then doing that then you're like okay now how do I do this as a mom and make sure that I'm, I'm having fun and enjoying that work when the pleasure got added on so I can just see where this is going Kat it's gonna be a lot of fun let's go back into your journey and talk about um, maybe some not so fun times and some really uh, challenging times as you had to grow and fend for yourself and really like step into your your power to create a successful business and successful life for yourself I went through some really dark times. Like you mentioned, I did make profit right off the bat. And I'm guessing some of your listeners would be like, if I just got profit, I would be happy. I don't know what Kat's <laughs> talking about. And I, I hear you. I get it. And I can assure you that I had a multiple six-figure business at the age of 22. It did enable me to buy my first home in Los Angeles at the age of 23. So there are positives to it, and I'm not going to pretend they're not. However, as I mentioned, during this time, I felt really depressed. I did not feel like I was living a meaningful life. I was ashamed of my business. I hated it by the end of it. I really hated it. I tried to quit multiple times and the money kept bringing me back. And then when I went to graduate school to get my master's in psychology to help other people, and I chose as my second year project to help women transition out of the adult industry, and they were already making high profit. They were making hundreds, if not thousands of dollars an hour. And guess what? They did not feel purposeful, the women that I worked with. And that 
piece is really important. So you can make a profitable business and you can be really unhappy with it. (laughs) If you're struggling with making money right now and the idea of any profit just feels so good to you, I get it. I understand that. And maybe for you, that is enough at this point. And in the long run, a sustainable business that brings you joy really needs to feel purposeful. There needs to be some form of purpose or meaning in your work that you're doing. Otherwise, you're just working just for money is not fun. It doesn't feel good. No, it's like we get brainwashed and programmed to think that money is the end all be all. And once we have the thing that we you know, didn't have before, then we'll be free. We'll be like totally blissed out, happy and fulfilled. And it's like, no, that's not quite it. It might be an amplifier. It might give you more freedom, more choice to do you know, whatever you want. But at the end of the day, you still have to go to bed with you and you still have to like sit with your, your conscience and like wounds from the past, unhealed stuff. And you got to be willing to, to love that part of yourself and be able to heal through that so that you can like make lots of profit, have lots of fun or have a purpose, then make it and, and have, have lots of fun. All three of them at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, love that I love that we're also bringing light that we're not poo-pooing making money because mm. <laughs> a sustainable business needs to make profit. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's something I call a passion project because making money feels good. Making pennies, peanuts does not feel good. So I'm glad that we're also bringing up the point that money does buy more freedom, more choices. It does provide forms of pleasure and it's definitely part of a successful business. It's just not the end only goal. Yeah. And I think even, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure a lot of the women or moms who you come in contact with, they might have a relationship around money, around work, around how the entire family dynamic is supposed to work as well, right? A lot of my clients have money mindset issues. I would probably guess that a lot of people, period, have money mindset issues. I love money. I've been a rock star at making money forever. Money brings me great joy. We have seven-figure wealth in my family. My husband made a lot less than me 10 years ago, but now he blows me away and he makes a crap load of money and we love it. And we enjoy it. We go on luxury trips. There's a lot of pleasure with money. My son does a $50 a class coding class. It gives you a lot of freedom and choice. So money is just the amplifier of where you're already at in your life. My husband loves his work. He loves creating. I love my business. I love creating. I never have to work a day in my life, yet here I am. I love inspiring other women. I love guiding them to businesses for them, creating their dreams for them to have a better life. And that feelings feel so good. When my clients have successful businesses, when they get their first paying clients, it's the ultimate buzz. I swear I'm more excited than they are. It's, it's, this is what I'm talking about. Having that rewarding, purposeful business of helping other people, showcasing your talents, your gifts, what you have to offer the world. That is part of a meaningful and fulfilling life. 100% cat. This is, this is gold. So let's dive into creating that business model that is uh, profitable, purposeful, and pleasurable. What, like, we have those three values and we can move forward with that, but how do we actually do it or what needs to be in place to achieve those goals? 
I love this question. And I'm going to start out with profit because profit comes first. And it's also a huge problem for most people online. You'd be shocked at how many of my clients have come to me with business ideas that were never going to be profitable right from the start. They just were never going to be profitable. A lot of these ideas, I call them the mom traps. And so many moms fall for them. For an example, uh, moms are often told to blog. Now, five or six years ago, this might have been a viable monetized platform. But now you're talking about working for a year two plus for absolute free. There's over a half a billion blogs out there. And most bloggers do not make more than $100 or $105 a month, the vast majority. And you're competing against these really full-time bloggers with teams. And this is not to discourage anyone. It's just that this is common advice. So what I see is some of my clients come to me after a year, two years, trying to get a blog off the ground or some kind of MLM Thing, something like that, something that was not uh, some jewelry business. I've had clients come to me trying to start businesses that were never going to be profitable and it leaves them feeling like they just can't do it. They don't have what it takes. That's the biggest ouch yeah. when really you want to start with profit. And the way that you do this is to you examine your skills and you really look at with a scientific eye, what can be the most profitable. I measure things on my profitability index that I've developed over the last 13 years. And it's really easy for me to, it's an innate superpower. So some of this is innate that I can just take that skill, that talent or gift, and really see where I can niche it in, where you can get the subset of that to bring in the most money. I've broken it down over the years through group programs where it's really going in deep and asking people to draw this piece out. and. Part of it is just a innate experience of my own. But the way you do it is you got to make sure the idea is profitable. I'll bring up another example of a client. One of my clients came to me with offers all over the board because she's really multi-talented. She truly is. I've seen her work in all different fields and she's very multi-talented. However, she had a $47 offer and a $2,000 offer. This is extremely confusing to your audience, but she didn't want to take away any clients. She was afraid that she was going to turn down clients. And the opposite's the truth. When you have that many offers and you confuse your audience, you're, you're, they don't feel confident buying from you. So because of her vision and her goals to provide for her four kids, we niched her in to the higher end offer. The higher end offer isn't always the best case, depending on what you find purposeful and pleasurable. She found this high end offer pleasurable and the pleasure of providing for her family was insanely pleasurable. So we niched her into automation, which people pay way more money for. And she had to release all the other stuff. That's just part of being able to go into what is profitable and make sure that your business has legs from the very start. Mm. And you mentioned about taking that inventory of the skills. I really think that's, that's valuable. Um, what, once people have looked taking a look at their skills, how do they know if that is in alignment with a business model that they can go serve someone with, right? Because I can I can say, oh, I love playing video games. How do I know if I can actually translate that into a business model? My answer is that it's very hard to do for yourself. I have had so many clients. One of my newest clients, she came to me after a year of trying to make funnels for people in 
health coaching. And guess what? People in health coaching do not want funnels. And she failed to test that. That's why it's really easier to have somebody with a lot of experience looking at your business. If you don't have that, it's, it's, the best to take two steps back and really look at it from a scientific data-driven model. Do competitive analysis. Look out at competition. Make sure there is competition. You want competition because if you don't have it, that means that people are not paying for what you're offering. And like you mentioned, just because you want to do funnels for a certain audience or make websites for X person, you have to ask that audience if they want what you're offering. It's essential. Wow. So it's it's really you have the you have the inventory and then you really go have conversations. You you validate before you just start spending all this time and energy on building things for someone who may not even want that skill in the first place. So it sounds like validation is a really big part of profitability, just making sure that there is a market that the offer is well constructed and that once we get going, it's going to have legs. It's going to be able to keep going. It's very important to do that market research, that validation. And I have a different technique. I also want to make sure that when you're starting a business that you have access to your audience. Another main mistake that I see people making is they start businesses and they have a hard time getting in front of that audience. They start a business for people they don't have access to. That is such a hurdle to have to jump over when you are first starting out. So it's better to look at your current audience and that's where you have to match the skills, talents, gifts you have with profitability, with your current audience and their needs. This is all part of crafting the right offer, an offer that's going to make people want to sign up with you, to buy from you. And they're all essential and they're often missed. Yeah, this is this is gold. I love it. Uh, it, it it's like it makes sense, but a lot of people don't just think about this because, like you said, it's really it can be really difficult to do it for ourselves. But when we have yeah. someone outside of us giving us that feedback, helping to guide us to an effective solution and effective execution of that as well, it makes all the difference. I would say about 40% of people in my group programs come to the program with an unviable business idea. Mm-hmm. And the first steps is letting them mourn that idea and then giving them the choice if they want to continue with this idea because of their own passion. Mm-hmm. Because here's the truth, passion and confidence does not equal profit. I'll say it again, passion plus confidence or, or competence mm-hmm. does not equal profit. So that's their choice. I always give them the choice that they can continue, but it, it, but it will not meet their dreams, wow. their vision for themselves. And Every single time so far, people have chosen to release that idea and move to one that will be profitable, purposeful, and pleasurable. And then I encourage them to continue with that passion as a passion project. So (laughs) this is a mistake that people think their passion projects are viable, profitable businesses when they never were. They are passion projects. You are totally allowed to do them. You should absolutely do what you feel passionate about and understand that that might not be a profitable business and often often is not. So a lot of misinformation is if you have passion, you will find a way to make it profitable. That's not true. People, people who've spent 10 years trying to get passion projects off the ground can attest that it's just not the truth. No, it's passion and strategy. 
right? You got to have both. You got to have passion and clear thinking of how do I channel this passion? Because we weren't, in, in my opinion, we weren't put here just to like go share our gifts willy nilly. We weren't here to just kind of whoever comes along the journey and interacts with us, like that's who we're going to serve. No, it's like we're here to serve and develop these gifts as it, like in the maximum capacity to be able to make an impact on this planet and have that purpose that you were talking about. You actually have a greater impact niching down more, pinpointing your niche, because you'll draw in more clients to you and you'll have that impact. When you try to be really general with your offer and try to offer everything and confuse people, you're actually making less impact. And it's harder for you to make that make that impact because people aren't going to trust you. It's erodes the trust. Wow. Kat, this is gold. Um, let's talk about the pleasure. Let's talk about the pleasure. How do we bring more pleasure into our life? Because we talked about profitability. Did we did we cover enough on purpose? I just want to make sure we covered that if we, if we jump too far to get to pleasure. Purpose means that you feel good about what you're offering. Mm -hmm. It's something that you feel like you're helping someone that you feel proud of, that you feel good about. Whatever that good means to you, it can vary per person, but it's just that you feel good about it. You're not feeling embarrassed about it. You're not dreading it. You're not like, like the idea of it makes you wince. Like I could make money here, but uh, it just means that you feel good. And the pleasure piece, I feel like it's so often missed and it's really important and I don't want to generalize but I feel like men don't emphasize this piece enough in their businesses they're like high profit oh I have purpose great pleasure I don't need that that's like and I argue that bringing pleasure to your business makes your business fun it actually attracts more people to you it allows you to take more risks and understand that it's all part of the game with it and pleasure can look like different things. So if you're doing purposeful work, that can be pleasure in and of itself. Then pleasure can be as big as you meet X amount of whatever and you go to the spa for the day for a mom, or it could be as simple as like you took your first step towards something as simple. Let's just say you're starting out and you wrote your first post-it post and you shared it online. You have zero likes or any kind of engagement, but you celebrate it because that's the next step. Or somebody I know just was talking about how she got five discovery calls and none mm -hmm. of them converted, but she still celebrated that her new offer got the discovery calls. That is the right attitude Huge. because she knows she's learning. Instead of being at home, like going, oh, it's not working. She's celebrating that her offer is drawing in people. And yes, she has some fine tuning to do, mm -hmm. but she's celebrating that each step makes all the difference. And I don't say that lightly. I'm type A. I tend to be hard on myself. I tend to still have voices in my head that say negative things like carrying on my dad's abuse that I actively work with. And the more pleasure I bring into my business, the more fun I have and the more money I make, mm -hmm. the more it allows me to be really me. And I really like to say that the more you, you are, the more money you will make. The more you, you infuse into your business, the more people will trust you, know you and like you because you're being yourself. Wow. I love that. The more you, you are, the more money you make. It's, it's so true. It's so true. Like when we're authentically being us and serving people in the process, then that is really what creates that, that magic formula to create huge results. And I was, I was thinking about this, what you were saying 
For someone out there who is, let's say, making and earning some money doing what they enjoy, um, they they want to increase their income. Like, what do you find are typically ways to to refine whatever they're doing and be able to generate more profit? Is there anything that you recommend about big things that they're doing that don't work? Like, it's already there's a trickle, but it's not like the flow. You know how do how do they get into that? So they need to look at it scientifically and look what's working and go even deeper into that. Mm -hmm. So going broader is what most people will do. And I think that going deeper into your niche, really refining your message even more, making it really clear, talking to your ideal clients is the key to bringing in more revenue and to make sure that you're working on your business. And that by that, I mean, making sure you're doing the activities that bring in clients, talking to more people, engaging with them, really hearing what your ideal clients need from you, not spending time on busy work, thinking that you are doing stuff for your business, not refining your website again, or spending like way too much time trying to make things perfect instead of engaging. So one of the mistakes I see is that people think they're working all the time on their business, they're doing everything they can. And maybe they are, but they're like going way too broad and doing stuff that doesn't bring in revenue and clients. So really look at your revenue generating activities and go deeper into that. Set a timer, put it in your calendar that for X amount of time, you only do those activities. Those are your non-negotiables. And then after that, that's when you can do the other refining stuff, the working on this or that, whatever else that's been distracting you from generating that more revenue. Wow. Um, you, you really focus on moms as, as your um, perfect person who you love serving, who you have so much in common with. Um, what are some other challenges, challenges that might stop moms specifically from building a successful business? Is there anything else that you've seen that get in the way of that? The main bull, <laughs> I call it bull excuse that almost every mom makes is I don't have time. Mm. I don't say this lightly because I understand that kids take up a lot of time. Yeah. However, when you truly want something, you make the time for it. And I have a hyper-focus model that eliminates this BS. It's BS. Because when you really want, if you want a business, you need to put energy into having a business. So if you're listening to this, it's because you want a business. You're taking the time to listen to this. So you need to make the time to work on your business. So that is 30 minutes. You block it in your calendar. And for that 30 minutes, it's just like we just spoke about. You do the next step that's going to move your business forward. If you don't know what this is, then you need to get a coach. You need to get a really solid self-study program that lays it out step by step. And that is how you move your business forward. It's the number one excuse I hear. And I can tell you right now that I've had clients be successful working 30 minutes a day. I don't even mean two hours. I mean, 30 minutes a day and getting clients from that, even though my ideal scene would then be that for them to work two hours. And that doesn't include client work because each business is different. So client work varies per business. Wow. Wow. This is, this is gold. Um, I think that there's a lot of women out there who are, um, in that mom position and they're like, I'm already juggling so much, you know, how do I, how do I be successful with this? I don't have the time. And I love what you said there is it doesn't take like five hours, 10 hours, 20 hours a day. It really just takes that consistency and getting started and a willingness. And I also hear like, why, why are you doing it? Why do you want to do it? Is it to help bring in more resources for the family? Is it to, you know, really have a purpose greater than just being a mom, which is a huge purpose. It's super important. And also also, it's like 
developing our, our passions, our talents, our gifts is, is one of the biggest reasons why we're here, Kat. Yeah, it's totally okay as a mom to want something for yourself. Yeah. Having Being a mom is amazing. It is a purpose in and of itself. And it's okay that it might not be enough for you. We were people way before we ever had kids. We were, we were full selves way before we had kids. And I think that mom guilt sometimes comes into play. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's so powerful. It's like, what is our identity? You know, what is, what is our identity? And I see that you're really transforming their identities through the right behaviors, through the right mindset, through focusing on these key leverage points as well of profitability. Like, are you profitable as a business owner? That, that's what makes a successful business, a real business, right? Are you, do you feel on purpose? Do you feel like you're using your time and your energy wisely? Because again, there's going to be people out there who don't, don't have that purpose in their business and they might be okay with that, but that's not your people. You want people who are like totally tapped into that, to that greater vision, greater reason why they're doing it. And of course, to have fun as well. We're not, we're not meant to like slave away for the rest of our life. Like this is an enjoyable process once we get those fundamentals in place. As a busy mom, because we mentioned that it's a draining position in a lot of ways that you don't get paid for, having the pleasure of making your own money, doing purposeful work and adding in that pleasure, it actually causes overflow. So you would think that a business can be draining and a business built the wrong way is draining. <laughs> I like to start businesses built right. Build it the way you want it to look like at the end from the beginning. So if you only want to work 15 hours a week, then work 15 hours a week. I don't believe in hustling. That's why I work. I really believe in working smarter, making sure you're profitable, making sure you add in these pleasure pieces because it really can make a huge difference in your life when you build the business right and you feel really good about it. I love what you said there that just because you're starting a business doesn't mean that you need to put in 60 hours a week to get to where you want to go. Like it's, if you, if you give up what your value is like spending time with family to get to where you want to go, is that, is that truly an integrity, you know, like to, to build a life where you're building business and being there for your family is so important. Yeah. I'm not saying that if you're feeling super inspired and this feels purposeful that you can't do a four hour right. stint right. Or, or more. I do that. Sometimes at nighttime when my husband's working late, I'll do another like few hours stint because yeah. it's coming from a place of pleasure. And I want to just mention that I think a lot of people have this money mindset story that you must work hard for money and you must grind it out and work crazy hours. And I'm not pooping on you because my own husband has this kind of belief system in a lot of ways and tends to weigh overwork. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If someone is way overworking and, you know, working themselves to the bone, how do they scale that back and, and stop being ran by their business and start to, you know, run their business and, and work on the business at a higher level so it's not running them? It's like we have been repeatedly talking about, look at your money generating activities. If you're working 60 hours a week and you're not generating money, then that's a huge problem. And what you're doing isn't working. Like it just isn't working. So that's when, if, if you're at that point and it's been a sustained amount of time, then you really need outside help. You need to hire a coach that you feel in alignment with that you really trust to help you because you're, you're, expenditure, your hustle is not in the right direction and it's not producing the results that you want and it's not worth all that grind. Yeah. Yeah. 
Kat, you were talking earlier about your son. Um, he's he's uh, building coding courses. Tell us a little bit more about being that that uh, teacher for your kids. That's that's something for me. It's really close to me to be a great dad. So I'm curious what what inspired you to teach your son how to be an entrepreneur. Oh. <laughs> no, I outsource this. I don't teach. I don't teach this at all. I, I have zero coding abilities. My son is right, a better right. coder for real. No, my son wanted to. He was in parkour class, like American Ninja Warrior, yeah. and he wanted to code. So I made him finish out the year of parkour because that was I. That was our agreement, agreement for it. Yeah. And then three months later, he still wanted to code. So I enrolled him in coaching, a coding class. And I'm just saying that this is a pleasure of bringing in profit. A lot of households would not pay $50 a class for his coding, for an extracurricular coding class. But we do that every single week. Because And he's doing JavaScript. He's doing freeform JavaScript at the age of seven. He wants to code because his dad is a huge coder. My dad, my husband is his, not my dad, my husband is a huge techie nerd. And my son wants to code and his brain works that way. My brain does not work that way. I am being completely honest that my seven-year-old son codes better than me. I love it. I love it. I I was totally referring to you taught him entrepreneurship and like, <laughs> hey, let's teach you how to get this course online. I have no idea what you're doing, but like, let's, let's figure out how to make a profit from it. <laughs> I do encourage him to be an entrepreneur. I am one. My husband is one. Yes. And my husband also has works in corporate too. So he straddles both fences. I have that desire for my son. However, it is his choice. Yeah. I do speak in that way. Like if you choose to do this or you have that, or when you run your business, Mm -hmm. I do kind of put the little seeds in there or (laughs) little seeds. Like if you were acquiring a struggling business, like little tiny seeds in his brain working in a direction that, you know, maybe I'm steering him to, but it's his choice. I mean, he could be like, you're just, be a rock you're just guiding with questions. You're guiding with yeah. questions, Kat. And I think that is one of the most important things we could do as a parent is like asking open-ended questions and teaching them how to, how to problem solve, teaching them how to create solutions, how to create whatever their vision is, right? Because kids have the wildest imagination. And if we give them, hey, like, how would you go about achieving this, this result? Or given these resources, given these constraints, how would you be able to accomplish this goal and just let them go wild? I think that's one of the most valuable things that we can do for our children. Something else I think I take a step further is that when my son and I are having this discussion, and remember, he's seven years old, I always tell him if he comes up with a viable business idea, like a really viable, profitable idea that he's really purposeful about, that my husband and I will fund the idea. We will will be his seed round for his business. So I always tell him, you don't need to worry about that as long as it's viable, has a great plan, like really thought out and something that you are going to see through. The gift is that we have that ability to seed his dreams. Wow. I'm curious. um, I I know we talked about in our pre-interview call, but the transition from um, helping people in the sex industry and what caused the transition to really focusing on moms? That's easy. I became a mom myself. So I did that work with helping women transition out of the sex industry uh, over 13 years ago at this point, about 13 and a half years ago. And it was part of my second year graduate school project. 
after I graduated with my master's in psychology, I opened up my practice. So I did not only focus on that population anymore. I added in men at the time. I just basically was all over the place and unniched. (laughs) It was the beginning of life coaching and business coaching. And that was niche enough and new enough to draw in clients from all over the board. And then I really settled in that I really like business coaching. I love starting businesses. I've helped so many people start successful businesses at this point. And then when I became a mom, I planned on being a pampered stay-at-home mom. Mm. I had worked, I was very successful, and I had some issues with conceiving and carrying a child. So when my son was born, I wanted to be all in on being a mom. I didn't plan on returning to the workforce at all until my son was much older or I didn't, I mean, I didn't even think about it. I just wanted to be a mom. When my son entered preschool and I had me time again, I was bored out of my mind. I was so restless. I was grumpy. I was reading stupid gossip sites for like hours a day and I was unhappy. And luckily for me, I was really honest and talking about this with like a fellow mom and she was bored too. So I helped her start a business for free. I went back into coaching. I got my feet wet. I had a great time. These were really casual. My first few clients when I was helping moms was super casual. It was literally done over exercise walks, bike rides. Like it was not formal. Like it is now over. Like we have a coaching package. We have a signed thing. It was really casual and I loved it. And now that my son is in school full time, I skilled my business online. I ran group coaching programs. I do one-on-one work. I have a digital course. I really enjoy it. And I'm just way too smart with valuable tools to like, to be bored at home. (laughs) It's like sitting on all these gifts and talents. Like what am I doing? (laughs) That's what I was doing. That's, do you think a lot of moms are in that position, but they just haven't like gotten uncomfortable enough with sitting there knowing that they should be doing more? Or do you think that they're more, they're, they're trying to do something, they're efforting and it's just not producing results that they want? I would say most of the moms that I encounter, they, they want to have successful businesses because they want to bring in revenue. They need to bring in revenue for to maintain or elevate their family's lifestyle. I would say at, at my fortunate social economic status that a lot of the moms I know are full-time stay-at-home moms and have no interest in ever working again. Now, our kids are still young, so that might change, and that's okay. I have a close friend. I'm going rollerblading with her tomorrow. She has no interest in ever working again. She does not understand why I would work because my husband's very successful and I get it and I can't understand why I wouldn't share my dream. So everyone is different. So that's why it's a choice. If you're listening to this, I'm going to guess that you care about starting a business of your own for all the reasons that we've talked about, for money, for purpose, for pleasure, for some identity, for confidence, for feeling like you have your own thing. And I I think that's like going back to that, you are meant for more theme, right? Like you... We're meant for so much in this life. There's so much available to us. There's so much that we can create. Like I think that one of the biggest travesties that went on in previous generations is settling and saying, well, this is this is all there is. This is all I'm meant to have. This is all I'm meant to be. This is all I'm meant to do. 
And it's like, we live in a world of infinite possibilities. So find your magic, find your sweet spot, find your groove and go play in it. Go, go live expansively in that. On a side note, I sometimes like ponder that about like, I'm, I love to go to the next level, Yeah, you know, and it's just part of my personality. And I do like, see those people who are just happy with where they're at, or at least I think they are. I actually don't know that brain. I don't have that mentality. None of my circle of friends is like usually that personality. So I, there is something to be saying, like being grateful and content where you're at, where I am. I feel really great with where we're at. And I just love growing and evolving. And some people don't. So it's just on a side note, nothing to do with business, (laughs) just being people. It is something that you have to feel out on your own. However, if you're standing still and saying you're content with your life because of fear, that's Mm. not cool. That's a totally different thing. If you're saying you're content or but everything's good and I don't want to rock the boat, that's fear talking. If you're listening to this, I'm guessing that you do want something more. You do want to create your greater life and it's okay to be scared. As a matter of fact, feeling scared is right. If you're not scared while you're moving to the next level, then you're not moving to the next level. Every level you go brings in fear. It's true. Every single level. Like, Every level does. Yeah. And it also takes like a, a, a commitment, a dedication to say, no matter what comes up, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to, I'm going to face it head on. You know, number one, I am enough. Like I can handle anything that comes my way. And two, it's like, I am intentionally putting myself in this probably extremely challenging, potentially uncomfortable situation over a long period of time to grow myself into being the best version of myself because the why at the end is worth it because I want to bring in more for my family because I want to have more free time because I want to have more freedom. I really love how you're talking about you can go do these amazing things with your family because of the profitability, because of how you've designed your life and um, the ability to be free doing it. I think that's, that's so important. A lot of people really want that. You spark the fact that if you really want your greatest life, it's a decision you have to make. So people wish, want, hope for this. And they're listening to us going, oh, it's easy for Kat to talk about or whatever. They can do it, but I can't. And it's truly a decision because like we talked about, it, it. You have to make that commitment to move yourself forward, despite the fear, despite any excuses that you have. It's something that it's a decision that you have to make in your being. And that's what's going to propel you through the consistent action. And you need to take consistent action to build a business or the life of your dreams or anything done right. Wow. What do you think are some of the top values that you and your husband stand for in your family? Like what's important to you? It's like this entrepreneur mindset that's just naturally happening. What do you think are the values that's driving that? The entrepreneur thing or just values in our family? Yeah, values in our family. We really value family time. Even this morning, my son was getting ready for school and we still took I would say about five minutes to snuggle in the bed with the dog. I really value my family time. We do a lot of stuff as a family because of the businesses that we created and the wealth that we have. We travel extensively. So every year we've taken trips for about three and a half weeks at a time where we've gone all over Britain, all over Asia, just wherever the trips are overseas and we're together all that time. And yes, we stay in suites. 
we've created a life that allows us to have that pleasure and to travel in a way that feels really good and gives us opportunity to explore things and say yes to situations. On a side note, I tend to be frugal in other ways and travel is not one of them. That is a pleasure of mine and I will spend on that. I don't spend frivolously. Like I don't care about handbags at all. Just side note here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just spending all this money all the time. It's not true. This is just something that our value, we value this family time exploring together. That's one of our values with each other. We, We value very open communication. I love that my son had a play date with a new friend last week and his feelings were hurt because that person had a lot of turns with picking what to do. And my son had two. And I asked my son who was crying at the end, remember he's seven, do you want to tell the boy how you feel? And he said, yes. And he said, I feel sad that I got two turns and you got 50. And the boy was like, no, I gave you turns. I got like 10. And he's like, no, it was 50. I got two turns and you got 50. And But the, I was really proud of him that he had that verbiage. I mean, can you even imagine age seven saying, I feel sad oh that this gosh. occurred? And then I said, okay, you know, I just try to work it out. I'm like, it's okay. You know, these things happen. Maybe next time, what can we do? And it was like, try to make more turns. So I love that he's getting that communication yes. skills down. Yes. I, I, I hear that um, being self-reliant and also like knowing how to communicate, how to have emotional intelligence, empathy, things like that. Like to be able to verbalize these words, I think is something especially like it sounds like when you had some difficult times growing up, I'm sure a lot of those things you weren't able to express. Yeah. You didn't know how to communicate that no. stuff. And so like, <laughs> you, you see the impact that that had on your life. And you're like, I just really want to give you these gifts, these skills so that you can navigate life with the most success and freedom and fulfillment and, you know, feeling like you have a great life. I think that the communication skills is really important. More so with this digital age, it's like we have so much access to people, but we're really craving connection. So I believe that having that skill to connect, I mean, this is such a side note. I didn't, I've never talked about values in my family on a, on a podcast before. So it's fun, right? I've never been asked this. On a side note, I do believe that being able to connect and communicate is essential for business. Yeah. I don't want my son to be disconnected behind a screen all day because he could. Yeah, oh yeah. He's obsessed with screens like most kids are. Oh yeah. I have to limit them. I got to put the time limit on them. There was like tantrums every time they went off and I threatened <laughs> to take them away. If there's tantruming after they go off, that thing is done for a while. Wow. Like, so they, the point is like that communication, that connect, human connection is super important. And we have that every day. I would say that we have a very close loving family wow. and that's big for me because I did not grow up in one. Mm. My husband grew up in one though. My husband right. definitely is a very supportive, loving man. You know, it's, it's similar to Petia, my girlfriend and I, cause I had some really great parents who are still together after 35 years and she didn't have as great of a, a family environment. Um, her grandma, her mom, like super loving, but not so much from, from her dad's side. And, um, you know, I'm just really grateful because in our relationship and we don't have kids yet, but we will and super, super stoked for it. Um, in our relationship, we wake up together, we kiss each other in the morning. Whenever she leaves, I kiss her. I say, you know, have fun, enjoy yourself kind of thing. Um, whenever we eat like a meal, any meal, we sit down, we, we bless the food together. So I just, I love that um, we have these values in common and that we're bringing it not only 
to, to our family, but also in the business that we run, you know, because these values, family, connection, communication, like real, real presence with people, authenticity, like, like real love for people that it, it radiates everywhere in, in life. And I think when we're congruent with that in all areas of life, that's when we really thrive. That's when we really shine and have like just such an amazing life to live. It's true. And it gives you so much energy. Like the fact that you can go 12 hours and still be like super high vibe near the end of your 12 hour streaming is very telling at what level you're living at. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. I just, I love it. I love learning. I love being able to share this information. And I think this is the age where there's a lot of information out there and it's like finding, Hey, what is, what really resonates with you? So I know that there's listeners and people who are tuning in who are those stay at home moms who are trying to figure it out, who are trying to, you know, like who are committed, you know, they're, they're taking a stand that it works, but they just might not have the guidance yet. And there, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of people who say to do things different ways, but it's like, who do you resonate with? Who who has those values that you believe in? Who has the proven track record? Who do you feel good around, feel expansive around, feel like you're being your best self around? And it's like, I love all the options, the abundance of teachers, facilitators, coaches, consultants, um, et cetera. And it's like really tuning into that intuition of who are we meant to work with? Yeah, you have to trust yourself in business and in life in general. And when you're talking about like, specifically stay-at-home moms or really busy moms, I would say a lot. Most of the information on the internet is not really great. It's It actually leads moms into what I call the mom traps. The most common yeah. information for moms doesn't take into account their own individual skills, strengths, and talents. And it's always about something like starting a blog, mm -hmm. doing MLM, doing childcare. This is very, very common. And that's where it is important to trust yourself and to believe that you have what it takes to do your own business. Because that's really where that sense of purpose, that profit, that pleasure comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love the trifecta. You keep bringing that back around in, in all that you do. So I know you have different programs, different um, offers, coaching packages, things like that. Can you tell us a little bit about like which which ones you're you're most excited about or are currently running and open to to the stay at home moms who might be tuning in? I work with busy moms. So a lot of my moms are stay-at-home moms and most of them are actually working moms wanting to leave corporate because mm -hmm. they want to be stay-at-home mom entrepreneurs. So I actually gear towards something I call a stay-at-home mom entrepreneur. That means mom first entrepreneur. You're working from home. You have a home-based business and you're an entrepreneur that allows you to be mom first. I just want to clarify that it's not only about stay-at-home moms. And I most enjoy my one-on-one -on -one clients because I love really diving deep and having that connection. I also enjoy my group programs because I still have one-on-one -on -one contact. It's not as much, it's not as deep because we're in a group thing, but it's kind of exciting because it's a group vibe and there's a support in the group. And I also offer a digital self-study course for those people who maybe don't have the finances that would allow them to do a group program or a one-on-one -on -one program. And I realized that I have people who can't afford to invest in that mm -hmm. kind of level of support. And I didn't want to leave them hanging. So I took my group program and I made it into a digital course. Yeah. It's the same features that I use in a group program without the one-on-one -on -one feedback. It's the same exact prompts. I use it 
actual client examples to really be able to help people go deeper on their own. And it's exactly what I use in my group programs. Wow. That's beautiful. Beautiful cat. I'm, I'm loving this for the people who are feeling like that. They want to do it and they're committed to doing it, but there might be some hesitation. They might not know, like, is this the right fit for me? What do you, what do you have to reassure them? Um, you know, like what you, it sounds like you've worked with such a, a wide variety of different moms and stay at home mom entrepreneurs. I love how you made that correction. It's like, it's not just stay at home moms, but it's like, it's the business minded and committed to bringing more revenue, living their purpose and, and pleasure as well. Um, we want to talk to them who might be saying, is this the right thing for me? Like, what have you found when you, when you work with people, how do they know if it's the right fit for them? They have to trust themselves. I think a huge mistake is being so terrified of making a mistake. <laughs> I did a whole training on this and a podcast that's coming out on the only mistake that I really feel like you could make in business is being so terrified of making a mistake that you stand still and do nothing. Yep. So number one, you just have to be willing to make mistakes in business. A lot of my clients come to me after trying to do some self-study program that didn't work for them, maybe even trying a coach or two, and they are so down on themselves. They beat themselves up for it. And it, part of the work together is reframing that that this can be part of business. Yeah. It got you to where you're at now. And if you beat yourself up for every little thing that goes wrong in business, you, that is not a way to bring about a pleasurable and purposeful, sustainable business. That's mm -hmm. not the way to do it. You really have to trust yourself. You did the best you can. And from now on, like specifically working with me, we have to be the right fit. I like to work with heartfelt people. Mm -hmm. I like to work with people who are respectful. And by that, I mean, show up on time, oh, yeah. do the mutually agreed upon work. I tend to be type A. It doesn't mean my clients are all type A. That's not true. Half of my clients are type A, half are B. I really help the B people move over. And sometimes type A's are too pressure cooker. So it doesn't mean that they're ideal clients either. Either, And it's just about trusting yourself. You have to be willing to take the steps and learn along the way. So all those failures that you've had, they've given you data, they've given you information, and you're learning from them. Let's say, for example, I've used this example today on my own podcast, where you took a self-study course, you didn't finish it, you feel like a failure. Well, that self-study course reframed could be like, that was the first investment you made in the business and you made it real for yourself. You were willing to invest in that business, right? Because the truth is with self-study courses, now I have one myself, so I'm not poo-pooing them, but a lot of people don't finish them. It's hard to get through the finish unless you're a major go-getter. That's why group programs and especially one-on-one -on -one with that accountability really shortcut your way to success. And that's the benefit of having a coach who has done it, done it time and time again, helped hundreds of people do it. They will shortcut your way to success. Make sure that your coach is someone that you feel really resonates with you, that you feel like this could be the person for me, see if they have testimonials in their group, really feel it out. And then you just have to trust yourself and trust that you are going to make the program work for you. So winners, here's a huge thing. Winners in my eyes, the most successful people, they take a program, they make it work for them. They don't look at a program and go all the ways how it's not working for them. They make that program work for them. Wow. That's, that's what I love is like whatever you're dealt in life, whatever cards, hey, you got the cards. Now what are you going to do with them? That's that's the thing. It's like go take action. Yeah. Go go be responsible for saying, I got the cards. 
Now I'm going to do my absolute best. I'm going to be grateful for these cards that I got because I can't be wishing for another hand. I got these cards. Thank you, thank you, thank you for these gifts, for these skills, for this life experience. How do I make the most out of this? It's totally true. I made a joke to my best friend the other day that it's like, oh, my abusive uh, past is is being fruitful now because I did about over 50 podcast interviews in a four-month period all about niching and overcoming my past and helping women transition out of the sex industry. It's all been for my benefit. And at the time, I did not feel this way. So if you're at the (laughs) this way, that's okay. I did not feel this way at the time at all. Only looking backwards, I can see that. The important thing is it's just like what I keep saying, just trust yourself, move forward, keep doing the steps and you will get there. It is the easiest way to get help, to get support. That's how you will get there the fastest. If you just simply cannot do that right now, then you do, you have to do it yourself. You must be a self-starter and make that decision and do it. Yeah. And you know, the biggest thing that I've found really works best for me is when I tell someone who I respect, a coach, like for you, for Kat, like someone's out there listening, send a message to cat saying, Hey, I'm, I'm on the journey. Like I may not be where I want to be. I want to, I want to achieve big. I want to just, you could even say something as simple as this. I want to have more resources for my family. I want my family to be better off. It can be so simple um, to just share your commitment. It can be scary. It can feel like a big deal, like a big leap, but just sharing that I feel like is, is such a huge multiplier and amplifier of like our fire within our purpose, our, our knowingness that we're not alone. Like when they message you and you receive that and you cheer them on and you say like, whatever I can do to support, let me know. Like that's so powerful. And I think when you were talking, when we were talking about the um, disconnection that is in the world today, like being able to bring that connection back and have people feel supported and uh, you know, feel like in a safe environment and like they can achieve their goals. It's so important, Kat. So I know that they're going to get that with you. Let's tell them what are the next steps for them to to connect with you, um, the website, and uh, how they can get in contact with you. My website is sahmentrepreneur.com. That is short for stay-at-home mom entrepreneur, sahmentrepreneur.com. And I run a Facebook group called Pinpoint Your Hype purpose, high profit business for mompreneurs. And I'm in that group almost daily. Wow. I love it. This is, this is gold. So S H A M entrepreneur.com. And, uh, Kat, I just want to wrap it up. I feel like you're, you're on a roll with your just inspiration and empowerment wisdom that you're sharing in this interview. So let's wrap it up with just the final thing you want to drive home for someone out there who's listening right now. Decide on the success. I want to pony a little bit off of what you were saying. If you're going to write a mentor and make it real, I would re- I encourage you to release the I want. Say that you've decided. You've decided on this success. You have made the decision. You're you're making it happen right now, and you're just writing that person. It could be me that you've decided, and you're taking action. Thank you. Thank you, Kat. I love that because our words create our world. And when we when we say, hey, the decision has already been made. I have decided I am committed to doing this, then nothing can stop you. Wow. Kat, this has been so amazing. And I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time, for your energy, for your wisdom to inspire our audience today. Everyone who's tuning in, go to sahmentrepreneur.com. Find out what you can do to keep growing with Kat and Kat. I appreciate you. Thank you for what you do. It's been great fun. Awesome. We'll see you soon, okay? 
From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.